everyone, and welcome back to the Pumpkinhead Podcast. My name's Lyric. I'm currently reading Part of Your World. And happy Halloween, everyone. Whether it's a holiday for you guys to go get some candy, dress up, or practice some witchcraft, I hope it is fun, safe, and the perfect blend of fall weather for all of you guys out there. Today, I wanted to talk about something spooky adjacent, or at least horror adjacent, a little bit, <laughs> and that's Little Shop of Horrors. Um, we're going to break it down into three kind of segments, because there are three main iterations. Um, spoilers ahead for all of them. I told you guys last week to go ahead and watch it, so I hope you did, but here we go. Let's get into it. All right, so first we're going to be talking about the movie. The movie, the original movie premiered in September 14th, 1960. I'm going to give you guys a brief plot synopsis in a way that's going to be kind of similar through all iterations, and then we'll kind of go through it. So for the 1960 movie and all that follows, spoiler alerts, but you guys were warned, we um, have Seymour Crowborn who works at Mr. Mushnick's flower shop with his coworker Audrey. So, Seymour is kind of like this clumsy, sweet little oaf of a man. Mr. Mushnick is more of a, like, greedy, selling, you know, hard-ass boss. Um, And then you've got sweet little old Audrey, who um, is caring, charismatic, and just, just a sweet soul. So, those are our main three protagonists. Um... One day, Seymour comes, I'm trying to, like I said, do this so it, it translates all, all of the iterations, but one day, Seymour comes across a plant seed that becomes this Venus flytrap-like plant that he dubs Audrey II, or sorry, in the first iteration, it's Audrey Jr. Um, so, in the movie, he names it Audrey Jr. Um, it, after Audrey, his longtime co-worker crush. And eventually, as the plant grows and grows and the people around it want more from it and want more from Seymour and get greedier and greedier, they keep growing the plant. The only problem is this plant takes blood. Um, This plant also talks and is demanding and, and vulgar and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And as everyone's greed keeps growing and growing, they end up dying and dying. <laughs> and um, I really, really want to focus on the endings of this um, because what's interesting is that for all intents and purpose, the 1960 um, movie was a horror movie that straddled comedy. Um, it, in my opinion, straddled it pretty well. Um, and the ending really shows that it's supposed to be horror. The Good guys don't win. In fact, they if they're not eaten, they're transformed into plants themselves. There's just there's just a lot <laughs> to unpack here. Um I very vividly remember seeing the screen with the plants like coming out and all of this stuff. Um and it this one also I think focuses on a lot of other characters. Um, so we have, like, police chiefs, we have Seymour's mother, like, different character backgrounds within the movie, which is, you know, with the kind of medium that it is, you can do. Um, but basically, 
this one is for all intents and purpose as looked over as it usually is I think the darkest um iteration that we're going to talk about um well that actually got produced (laughs) I'll say that um I do want to note too that the original 1960 film was shot in two days with a budget of $22,500 this will be important when we talk about the movie musical um it's also notably um the first horror film that Jack Nicholson was in very interesting indeed um, but yeah, so this one, it was, like, just your run-of-the-mill, not B-movie from 1960s. It's really, really good, in my opinion. I picked it up in a little bin, um, with my 10 cult classics, whatever, and it stuck to me even before I really knew a lot about the movie itself. Um, eventually, I got to work on tech for the movie, or, or sorry, the musical, at my local production, which we will talk about later, but um, this original film has a place in my heart. I definitely suggest checking it out um, if you haven't, if you decided to watch something else. Um, it does have a very different feel from the movie musical, which makes sense um, for a few different reasons, but if you're interested in the story, I would highly suggest watching the original movie. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about how it differs from the music, the movie musical. All these M's are going to trip me up, y'all, um, <laughs> in a minute. But I will say, this one holds a place in the heart. In my heart, the movie musical is one of my top five musicals and movies of all time. So we're going to switch over to that real quick. Sorry, gang. I just lied to you. It's not um, the meat shall inherit that's in place. Replace. It's some fun now is replaced from. Um, the you know song so um originally it was the song called you never know um which is talking about Seymour's transition from being this scrawny little guy to being this hero and it's kind of talking about Audrey while Audrey is kind of having a little bit of a crush back on Seymour and kind of wants to leave her boyfriend um she can't and some fun now is kind of similar Um, But You Never Know is, like, where they're really, the people are recognizing that Audrey 2 is taking off. Um, You have a song, I think it's later on, or it's at least mentioned in You Never Know, the line, like, it's bigger than hula hoops, which is when they're talking about the plant, which is why I prefer it. But the um, Some Fun Now is, as the title suggests, a bit more fun of a song. Um, Like I said, the movie musical really leans more onto the fun comedy aspect than either other iteration. So then we get into a song that's in both of them called Somewhere That's Green. This is that I Want song that I mentioned earlier. This is obviously a play on words with the green, but this is Audrey saying that she doesn't want to live in, to quote her, urban skid row. She wants a life that's peaceful. She wants a life where every day is the same where there's greenery and, you know, um, she has a nice boyfriend like Seymour and not a abusive boyfriend like Oren. Um, and it's the first time you kind of really get to understand what Audrey wants, her mindset. She's like a cutesy ditzy kind of character. And just also like that she might have some feelings brewing for Seymour that are organic and not organic because of the plant. Okay. Um, 
so after that we get some more deviations so in the um musical we get clothes for renovations which i said that i was going to mention my time like in the text booth for the show um and this song uh clothes for renovations was the one that we all <gasps> held our breath so i was in a booth of five um uh, for this we had two uh spots i did spot for um seymour and the plant and my um other spot did the spot for audrey so anytime that seymour was on i was on him um and then in grow for me i did the plant and she did seymour and then we had a like a basically overseer and then we had lights and then we had mics um so sound and mics so um the person who was on the sound board the uh <laughs> this song close for innovation is fast if you're doing tech it's um it's like three it's a three-part harmony with mushnick seymour and audrey heavy on audrey and seymour um with phones ringing the whole time and the on stage they're answering different phones so it's like that's like the the cadence so the um guy who was working with in the sound booth had to do all of the phones, made sure they started, stopped when they were supposed to. So it's like boom, 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 pressing all the buttons. Um, while the onstage people, you also, you can't just play it because you have to match it to what they're doing. Like if the music gets off or something like that. Um, we're also running the music in the booth. So things like that to make sure that it's matching up and it's sounding correctly and all the stuff. And I remember like there were no spots for me and the fellow spot and um, the lights stay the same. So it was only this poor one guy working his section and we're all like waiting and then every single night when it was done we would all like put our hands in the air and you have to be quiet because you're like above the audience and you're like and we like silently scream we did it it was such a like challenging piece of work so i have really fond memories for this it's just a fun song in general like i said it's pretty fast um a lot is going on but I will, it's always going to have a place in my heart because of how hard um, this particular guy had to work to do it. Um, but the song, um, Call Back in the Morning, is they're getting so many calls and so many offers um, for, you know, TV appearance or radio appearance and things like that for the plant that they have to, like, push people aside. And then at the end, this is the fastest part. At the end, they have to, like, they're like, it's six o'clock. We are, what is it, quiet kid, uh, quiet quitting? Um, so they're all, like, hanging up the phones. And um, so in the booth, we were turning all the phones on to, like, click and stuff, um, which is really fun. Uh, but it's not in the movie. I highly suggest listening to it. Um, it's a beautiful piece of work. The next piece is my, well, I keep saying they're all, they're, they're all my favorite songs. But the next one is the dentist song. Um, it's so clever, like, the wording in this one, it's sick, but, but it's clever. Um, I, this is one that I would suggest you read, because it's fun to listen and, you know, get into, but if you're really dissecting the lyrics, it's, it's a very smart song in the way that it's punny. Um, but this is a song that introduced us, um, to the man who Audrey's dating. This is the first time we see him correctly. He's a dentist, but he is a dentist, because he hates people and he likes causing them pain. Um, there's a line sung by the Greek chorus. It says, who wants their teeth done by the Mar- Marquis de Sade? Um, beautiful. <laughs> um, it's, it's fun. It's a, like, he's a horrible guy. 
but so much fun to watch. I don't know if you guys are watching Love is Blind, but in my brain, the dentist is Andrew. If you get it, you get it. Um, but yeah, so it's very clearly we're honing in on the fact that the this guy is no good. Um, that's literally a line that said, and he'll never, ever be any good. So like, they want you to know it's okay to murder this man, in theory. Um, so that happens. So then we get into another cut song, um, which is called Mushnik and Son. Another really, really, really fun song that is cut from the movie. Um, so I mentioned earlier that like Seymour is, he sees Mushnik as his dad and Mushnik does not. This is the song that hammers that in. So, um, when we get the first song, Skid Row, Seymour explains that he's an orphan. Um, he doesn't have anything, but Mr. Mushnik, you know, brought him in and treated him with semi-kindness, got him a job and everything, and, you know, whatever. Mushnik treats Seymour extremely poorly. But, now the money's raking in, um, Mushnik is seeing what fortune, and he's like, if I make Seymour like a blood relative, then I can get all of this money and fame tied to me because Seymour will be mine. And so everything that he has will be mine. So in this song, um, Mushnik is kind of like asking Seymour like, hey, can I adopt you? And Seymour's like, oh my God, yes. And he's really excited and cheesy. And um, when Seymour, when Mushnik asks, he's like, I'll hold my breath until you answer. And he holds it. And then Seymour's like, yes. And then they do like this like like, this fake thing of him letting out his breath, and then it's, like, they're all around the thing, um, Seymour rides him like a horse, it's a crazy song, it is so fun, um, it was the highlight in the booth for me to watch, this was another one where I had minimal spots, so I was just able to watch and enjoy it, um, and just, it was fun, it's a fun song, um, and it really cements how much, like, the naivety of Seymour, and that he wants to, to be something, and he's still not seeing the horror of this plant yet, um, and Mushnik is taking advantage of that, so once again, you would think that the show is kind of going again, like, Mushnik bad, please kill him, you know, um, but eventually we, you know, it changes, so, um, where the show cuts, the movie cuts that, and then both of them go straight into, or soon after, go into Feed Me, or Get It, um, Feed Me is when, um, Seymour, who's, like, running out of his own blood, and the plant is, like, begging him, dude, I'm hungry, I need something, you're not gonna sustain me forever, um, and Seymour's, like, can I get you, like, a rare steak, and the plant's, like, "Mm -mm mm-mm-mm, must be human, that's actually a really fun line, it's, must be human, must be blood, (laughs) and, um, Seymour's, like, ew, dude, that's gross, which, I mean, dude, you've been feeding him blood for, like, a month now, so, you know, get over it at this point, Um, but it's, you know, the plant, like, asking Seymour and kind of really, like, taking over and talking about, like, I can get you this, I can get you that, you want chicks, you got it, you want a motorcycle, you got it, and Seymour's, like, envisioning himself in, like, this nice life that he could have, he just does some measly task of killing a guy, you know, so Seymour sets up an appointment with Oren, um, under the guise of, like, getting his teeth fixed, and, you know, um, Oren has this pesky little habit of really, really enjoying that dentist anesthetic. Um, so he likes to get high on not just gas and Seymour brings a gun. Now this scene is a scene 
in the movie, but it is a song and a, can you believe it, really good one in the musical. Um, it's really fun. The um, I like the original version, but I also really like the um, Jonathan Groff version of this one as well. But um, it's called Now, parentheses, is just the gas. Um, so Seymour brings his little pistol to the thing and, and you know, the dentist is like, oh, I'm so excited to, like, yank your teeth out and being <laughs> creepy and gross. And he's like, but before I do that, I gotta take a little hit. Um, and Seymour's like, should you be doing drugs before, like, should, should that be for me? And, um, so then Seymour has this, like, stream of consciousness. Should I kill him? Should I not? Is this morally correct? And it almost seems like he's going to talk himself out of it when the mask that Oren is using to, you know, get high gets stuck on his face. And now Seymour, you know, has the option, do I purposely murder this guy or do I let him die or do I go ahead and help him? And he just kind of sits there and Oren is like begging, like, help me and but he's laughing the whole time it's very I wish they kept it I would have loved to see Steve Martin do this it's very sinister while also funny a little weirdly horny and just like a very it's it's very morality because Seymour is feeling like if I just sit here and let him die then did I really commit a crime which yeah dude you did (laughs) um but at the same time, as an audience, we're not really rooting for Orin at this point. We're rooting for Seymour. So it's a, it's a really weird play on morality. Like, what are you going to do? Um, and then, you know, um, the last line that Orin says is, I've laughed myself to death. And then he dies. And then he gets fed to a plant, which arguably no one should have that kind of fate. And then we go into the Act 1 finale. So... Obviously, the movie is not split up into Act 1, Act 2, so it just goes right into Suddenly Seymour, which we've already discussed, but the Act 2 has that callback in the morning scene again. Oh, Close for Renovation was the first one, callback in the morning. They're kind of similar, but uh, callback in the morning is the one that I actually meant. Close for Renovation is, you know, the starting of things popping off, so flip those stories around. Um, then we've got Suddenly Seymour, where Audrey is like, oh my god, my man is dead, this is so sad, I'm crying, and Seymour's like, don't even worry about it, girly, he sucked, and Audrey's like, you know what, he did suck, and then they're like, actually, we love each other. (laughs) That's a really, like, you know, uh, abridged version, but that's kind of what it is. Um, Audrey's like, now that Oren is gone, she obviously doesn't know he's dead, she thinks he just, like, hopped down. Um, and now that he's gone, she's like, Seymour, like, I can finally see you for who you are. I was about to do that, uh, Amanda Bynes quote. I can finally see you, and I think you're a great guy. And they, you know, confess their love for each other, and it's suddenly Seymour is all she can see and who she wants. Um, and who she wants to take care of her. So, um, then we go into Supper Time, um, which is in both as well. Supper Time is a really, like... Mm, gritty dark song in which the um, plant is like I'm hungry because uh, Mushnick has just figured out like I said he's starting to come wise this is the one where the plant convinces Seymour to feed you know um, to feed Mushnick to him so this is like I said the Seymour could have justified Oren's death to himself and stopped there but he didn't, and he pushes forward, and, you know, he still blames the plant for making him feed him mushnick. But this is where we as an audience are like, oh, no, we can't also justify this. 
Because at this point, all Mushnik was doing is like, boy, we're going to go to the cop. We're going to explain this, whatever. And Seymour turns on him. So um, then we get that song, The Meek Shall Inherit, which is arguably, in my opinion, one of the the weakest songs. Um, And it's just talking about, you know, how Seymour is thriving. The Meek Shall Inherit. That's a quote from the Bible. Um, And, you know, it's... Talking about how Seymour realizes that um, he has guilt at this point, but he doesn't do anything to rectify the situation. Um, they, you know, give a lie to Audrey, um, and Seymour is asking Audrey, like, if I had nothing, would you still love me? Like, if we ran away, would you still love me? And she's like, yeah, but she's worried. Um, so this is when the um, movie goes into Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, which is a good song, but I feel like the original did it better. So in the original, it's Salmonac slash Summertime 2, which we talked about, in which, you know, Audrey's asking, what's wrong? What's wrong? Um, you know, what's going on? Like, Seymour talked to me. I took a Salmonac. I couldn't sleep. Like, she's in distress. And then the plant, like, lures her in, and she she gets eaten. Well, not at first. At first she gets wounded. Then Seymour attacks the plant, um, gets her out. And then um, she's like, I'm still going to die. At least feed me to the plant so we can be together in this way. She sings, they sing a reprise of Somewhere That's Green. She dies. um, And then Audrey too, like, changes. Um, And this, the... We've already talked about the ending in the the movie. The movie ends with Mean Green Mother from Outer Space and then the finale, which is that Don't F- Feed the Plants. In the um the movie musical, it actually ends with um Audrey 2 getting little flower buds after eating Audrey 1. Um the plants, you know, the company that Seymour has has been working with has made little plant like um has propagated basically Audrey 2. Um, so Seymour realizes that even if he ends now, this won't end. And he tries to kill um, Audrey 2 with a machete through his little throat or whatever you want to call the plant throat and um, is eaten. And as people are looking for them, um, they gather the cuttings and they spread them out, um, thus ensuring that Audrey 2 will win. After that, um, they do this kind of like the events that you have just witnessed, um, like you know, like overture, um, and they talk about how the plants grew, and then this is where, like I said, they have that song where they're kind of threatening the audience, and they're like, it could also happen here, and then they sing Don't Feed the Plants, which is iconic, beautiful song, um, but yeah, it's, that's it, um, the show ends, it's dark, it's humorous, it's funny, it's over the top, it's beautiful, it plays on a lot of old horror tropes with the overtures and the way that people talk, um, plays on morality. It's just beautifully crafted, very fun. Um, and once again, I hate to use this word, but a little campy. And that's why I thought I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, I do have next week planned out as well. Um, I don't know when I'm necessarily going to call this season done. Um, but I know eventually we will wrap up season one. I want to thank you guys for being here and listening every week. Um, I didn't even promote last week's episode and it's one of our top listens. So thank you guys for your loyalty and being here and, um, hearing me talk about the things that I enjoy. Um, once again, I hope you guys had a fantastic Halloween. Remember to not feed the plants. 
but you can water them on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to quickly go into the Mabob and bid you a spooky adieu. Okay, so this week we're going to have levels. Um, level one for the Mabob, which if you don't know, is a movie, musical, anime, and book, which should be called Mob, but we're not doing that now. Um, <laughs> I, if you are not afraid of semi-horror, political, well, actually horror, uh, for a lot of people it will be straight up horror, and um, just weird premises and all this stuff, then I highly suggest you guys watch Teeth. Um, this movie has come up in conversation a lot lately. Please read it, uh, for triggers before you do. Um, but I feel like I'm the only one that's watched it and enjoyed it. So definitely check out Teeth and tell me what you think. If you're not in the mood for something so spooky or not really spooky, it's just hard to watch, I guess. Um, then I would suggest that you guys watch Beetlejuice, um, because then you can watch the Beetlejuice musical. Um, it seems obvious to suggest Beetlejuice for Halloween. It's like florals for spring, but I want you guys to watch it so that you can then watch the musical and then maybe later we'll do a comparison of those two, um, deep dive. So, um, once again, I hope you guys have a fantastic Halloween. Um, I will be eating myself full of candy corn because that's another thing that only I seem to like and just enjoying the time um dressing up tomorrow as death from the sandman um so maybe that's a third one if you don't want anything spooky but you do want something to think about definitely check out the sandman on netflix and read the comics by neil gaiman i will talk to you guys next week bye (music) 